Welcome to the Healing Journeys Today podcast. Today we've got an amazing message of hope and healing just for you. God's Word never returns to Him void, so let this message sink deep into your heart so that you can walk out your complete healing journey today. Hey, great day, Healing Journeys Today family. Mind if I shorten it and say HJT family? I hope you're okay with that. Okay, my name is Tabitha Christopher of TabithaChristopher.com. I'm a born-again believer, award-winning trainer, professional storyteller, and mind-style makeover coach. Now, what that means is I provide the training, the tools, and support you need to heal and own your story. Quick disclaimer, I am no Bible scholar. I'm not a counselor, mental health therapist, a doctor, psychologist. I'm none of those things. I love Jesus because he first loved me and his story transformed my story for the better. And I love sharing that with people. What is today's lesson going to be about anyways? Well, today's lesson, I'm going to be sharing my testimony story of the one story that transformed my life, that took me from lost to love, hurt to healed and fearful to free. Why should you watch today's video? Well, you should watch today's video if you've been carrying around pains and hurts from your past that's left you feeling burdened and alone. You should watch today's video if you find yourself struggling with anger, unforgiveness, bitterness, resentment, fainting spells, pain in the body, um, anxiety, PTSD, abnormal menstrual cycles. Like guys, just to sum it up, if you feel pain anywhere in your body, you should tune in to today's video. And if you found that of late, when you look into the mirror, you have not been recognizing yourself. I encourage you to tune in. You may just find the answer that will help to turn things around for the better forever. Let's pray. Dear Lord, I thank you so much for this day. I thank you for your love. I thank you for who you are. I thank you, Jesus, for my HJT family, every single one of them that's tuning in right now. I thank you for truth. I thank you for you being truth that sets us free. I pray that in today's lesson that regardless of my notes, I just would love for you to lead me, lead my thoughts, lead my words, everything that I speak, let it be from your heart, Jesus, not from me. I also pray that no one sees me, hears me, or experiences any of me, but they see, hear, and experience you, Jesus. In your precious name, in Jesus' name, amen. All right, story time. The short version of my story is that I'm a former actress turned award-winning trainer who decided to walk away from pursuing a life of fame and accolades to focus on healing past hurts within myself so I could 
truly be healthy and do family better. With God's help and my family's support, I took what I learned, did a 12-city tour, and reached over 7,000 households in less than one year. But more than that, I'm a child of God. Living in my creative purpose and am passionate about teaching everyday trailblazers how to truly live healthy, stop faking it, heal, and fulfill their God-given destiny. Now, here's the longer version of my story. I'm going to give you the professional, my professional background, because you're probably wondering what qualifies me to be sitting on this side of your device, teaching you about health and wellness kingdom style, right? Well, that's a good question. So I'm going to answer it for you. I've worked as an ACE certified personal trainer and health coach for more than 17 years developing lifestyle and training programs for CEOs, high rank military personnel, Hollywood elites, public officials, athletes, and many more. The programs I created were focused on improving and in many cases, transforming the overall health and well-being of my clients so that they could do what they do every day with greater efficiency and ease. Through the years of building programs and consulting with clients, I developed and sharpened transferable skill sets such as customization of program development for individuals and groups, effective communication in one-on-one -on -one settings to group sizes of 500 and more, goal setting with step-by-step -step processes that yield successful results in realistic time, clear assessment of clients to determine the best approach to follow in achieving their goals and detailed tracking and testing to measure the overall effectiveness of the training program. I was also awarded by the city of Glendale for my outstanding work. Now, although I was doing incredible work professionally, it was my personal story that prepared me to serve in such an impactful way. May I share it with you? I believe you're nodding your head yes. So here it is. I was born in St. Thomas, U.S. Virgin Islands. It was rough growing up in a household where tension was always high due to living in an unfinished house and my dad's volatile temper. I thought if I did everything right at home, excelled at school, developed my musical and athletic abilities, that would help make things better. Deep down, I just wanted to run away and escape the chaos at home forever. As things grew worse, I started to lose hope of getting out alive. Well, around the age of eight years old, I discovered my purpose through a supernatural experience that left me shocked. I heard the audible voice of God speak and say I was to tell my story, to which I respectfully declined, but promised to fulfill my purpose by getting into the entertainment industry 
as an actress and tell other people's stories that were similar to my own. I then tried to move on with my life by stuffing all the pain, having every intention to die without ever telling my story and live on the surface faking as if my life was perfect. All the while, I developed a stutter, severe panic attacks, social anxiety, lost control of my bladder, lost more than 50% of my sight, which I share more about in my book, Secrets, the Book of Destiny, which you can learn more about at my website, www.tabithachristopher.com. As I got older, I began to suffer from fainting spells, eight day long, painful menstrual cycles with heavy bleeding, PTSD, overdosing on painkillers. By the age of 23, I was up to taking 16 painkillers, five to six days straight. Yes, you heard correctly. I took 16 painkillers each day for up to six days to cope with the pain of my eight day long period. I became a workaholic, became addicted to extreme forms of exercise. This was my attempt of suppressing all of the past pains that I didn't want to deal with. I figured if I put my physical body through that pain, I would be able to somehow ignore and eventually that pain from my past would disappear. Eventually by the age of 21, I came breaths away from having a heart attack. And um, just to give you guys a little backstory here, I was, I was going to Georgia State University for my exercise science degree. And I was accepted into a military internship at Fort McPherson base in Atlanta, Georgia. Um, and so I was testing out of level one of the internship program to go to the next level. And the test involves, it they test all different levels of health. They're testing your physical abilities. They're testing your mental abilities, your emotional, they're, they're going to test you through and through. And so I was doing the physical test with a combo of mental. And, um, as I was running through the drills, I don't recall this happening. This, this is what was told to me. My internship leader had called me off the field and said that I needed to go and get a doctor's notice to clear that I could be out there training, which left me confused because I had to do an extensive physical and had that submitted before I could be accepted into the internship at the base. So I just reminded um, my internship leader that I had already done the physical, they, you know, they have it on record. I'm good to go. And I insisted that I could get back out there and finish, run the drill and move on to the next test. 
Well, he was not moved in any way, shape or form. <laughs> he kept writing notes. He wouldn't even look at me. He was just like, you need to leave, go to the doctor, get him to sign off that you're cleared to be out here training. And then I thought that this was, it was going into a mind, a mind drill, a mind test. So, you know, I insisted again, just, you know, repeated myself. And then he said that I had collapsed, not once, not twice, but three times while running the drill. And, you know, basically you can't, you can't be out here fainting and this and that. And when he used the word fainting, that was a trigger for me because fainting, fainting worked hand in hand with, with, with weakness and growing up, my dad would always say he wasn't raising any weak children. And as much I would, as much as I would never admit it out loud, I desperately desired to have my dad's acceptance and approval of me. And the last thing that I wanted to be associated with was weak because my dad despised weakness. And I remembered I got upset with that internship leader. I went off. Um, I had a lot of things on my plate. I was going to school full time. I was working. I was doing the internship. I was also working in my career as an actress. I had a lot of things going on. I had shows, I had rehearsals. How did I find time for all of this? Well, had to sacrifice something and that thing was sleep. <laughs> so, you know, I try to convince the internship leader to please let me finish the drill. You know, I had to reschedule and so many things just to be there. Well, of course he couldn't do that because that would have been putting me at risk. And then it could have gotten pretty sticky after that if something would have happened to me. So I left the base and I've always been very stubborn and headstrong. I did not go to the doctor. I went to my apartment and went outside determined to run the drill to practice because I knew that nothing was wrong with me. I did not recall collapsing. I recalled doing the drill. That's all I could remember. So as soon as I got out to the sidewalk, HJT family, I didn't even reach halfway up the block before my legs gave out from under me. And I went crashing to that concrete sidewalk. Uh, I remember throwing myself forward so I could land on my hands because I couldn't risk another injury to my spine. And, um, when I say another injury, yes, I've had multiple injuries to my spine. The first one of which nearly left me paralyzed. So I, and I talk about that story in my book, secrets, the book of destiny. So. I threw myself forward. I fell on my, my hands and now I'm freaking out because I don't know what is going on, but I know something is really wrong. And I remember dragging myself with my hands and my, my forearms, like on the, on the sidewalk, 
trying to get myself away from away from traffic, you know, because I was I was on the main road, um, get, getting myself away from traffic, and so I could hide, and no one would, you know, no one would become concerned, pull over, and then want to call the ambulance and all that kind of stuff. So I remember crawling into this this um, this parking lot right in front of this corporate building. And I was sitting there under, under some trees and I just prayed, just cried out to the Lord. And I said, please, if you give me back strength in my legs, I promise I will go to the doctor. I hated going to the doctor. I, I've always hated going to the doctor from the first, from the first huge incident that happened to me that nearly left me paralyzed. Um, just the whole experience. I didn't like it. I didn't like it at all. So I would only go to the doctor when I absolutely had to, and that would be for physical so I could do sports and all of that stuff. Um, so for me to make that promise was huge. I said, okay, if you give me back strength in my legs, I will go to the doctor. So it was about 10 minutes or so. I could feel, start feeling, you know, blood rushing through my legs. I couldn't feel anything for, <laughs> from that time when I was, was crawling on the sidewalk. I, I I was, I was just in shock, man. I was, I was scared. I was scared. And when I started feeling life coming back into my legs and I felt strong enough to slowly make it back um, to my apartment, as soon as I got in, I got on the phone and I did not call 911. I call my sister because that's what you do. That's what you do in emergencies. You don't call 911, you call your sister, okay? You call your sister. You don't want to call your mother because you don't want your mother to worry about you, right? But you call your sister. So I called my sister and she was no help, okay? She started freaking out as I'm trying I'm going through with her the different symptoms that I had that I was having from earlier that day and how I was feeling really weird, but that I was having these same symptoms for weeks and those symptoms were an upset stomach and I wasn't getting my period I because I, I kept track of when my period was coming I had to because my period literally left me crippled I couldn't move I couldn't do anything I would be regurgitating everything that that that, that went in I would be throwing up every single day I would lose eight to ten pounds every single month I was that was happening since I was 13 years old okay so I had to know when my period was coming so I could plan uh, plan my life schedule accordingly just just for that just for that week and a day so I knew I wasn't having my period the last couple of weeks it was finished but I was still having these intense stomach pains and then I would have you know this extreme you know, tightness in my chest, but I was used to that because I started having panic attacks at the age of eight years old. And so that tightness in my chest that would, you know, just knock the wind out of me, it would be hard to breathe, painful to breathe. And my body would just lock up. I was used to those sensations. So that wasn't anything new to me. I just knew a panic attack may have been coming on. I needed to slow down and go through all of the exercises that my counselors um, taught me, um, but the pain wouldn't stop. It would just keep, you know, it just kept going. It would be intense and then it would, you know, just then it would go down to a slight level of pain, but I could, but I would still be aware that it was there. Um, I was having this 
numbling, numbing and tingling sensation in my, in my extremities, in my hands and in my feet. And then once in a while, I'll feel electricity going up and down my left arm. So I just figured, you know, it was just, you know, my, my busy schedule and I was just fatigued. I was just really tired. My body was just telling me that it was tired. And so I'm going over and telling my sister all of these things that I've been feeling. And she starts to freak out and she's like, why are you on the phone with me? Why are you on the phone? What are you calling me for? You need to call a doctor. You need to call a doctor. I said, I'm not calling the doctor after I told God that I would remember that. And I told them I'm not, I'm not going to the doctor because all they're going to want to do is just put me on a whole bunch of medication. Then they're going to, they, they, they're going to claim all of these things are wrong with me when nothing is wrong with me. I just, I'm probably just, you know, I just have an upset stomach. I just ate something that was, that was just, that didn't agree with me. That's all it is. I just have indigestion. So then she, my sister, um, knew about my disdain and my, my, my dislike towards doctors and God bless you. If you're watching, you're a doctor, no offense to you at all. Um, there are some great doctors in the world. Just, I just have never liked my experience. So anyways, <laughs> um, just being honest here. So, um, my sister then told me to call our grandmother, my, my, our grandmother, um, had a massive heart attack that blew out all four walls of her heart. Why would I call grandma. I have always taken care of my health. Now here I am putting myself up on a platform and that, but it was a truth. I, I worked out five to six days a week. I ate very healthy. You know, I wasn't getting as much rest as I needed, but I was also 21. I was young. Okay. So my sister just pressed and I said, okay, fine, I'll call her. So I called my grandmother and she was shocked to hear from me. This is my dad's mother. We didn't have a good relationship at all. And, um, so she was very surprised, um, to hear from me. And she knew if I was calling her, I wasn't calling her because I wanted something because I was never one to ask anyone for help. It was very difficult for me to ask for help. Um, I figured things out on my own. Right? So she was like, what's wrong? That's the first thing that she said. She says, what's wrong? And I said, nothing's wrong. I just, my sister told me to call you, um, because I was feeling some things in my body and she said, you probably would know. Um, and so I share with her all of the symptoms that I was having and my mother, my mother, my grandmother was silent. Like she went dead silence silent on the phone. And then she took a deep breath in and she said, Tabby, I know you don't want to hear this from me, but you are the last of my grandchildren that I would ever expect to have anything wrong with your health. I said, I know exactly. She's like, but every symptom that you described was the exact same symptoms that I was having three weeks before my massive heart attack. You must go to the doctor now. Do it now. And then I started to argue with her, um, letting her know about my age, letting her know about how well I take care of myself. And then she cut me off and she said, stress doesn't know any age. Stress doesn't know 
how much you exercise, stress doesn't know about any of that. Go to the doctor, please. So I ended up going to the doctor and it was confirmed. My heart was swollen beyond the size that it should have been. And if my body had not collapsed during those drills, if my body would have stayed conscious, this is the doctor telling me this, if my body would have stayed conscious and pushed through that drill, it, my heart would have exploded and I would be dead. That was the extreme condition of which my heart was in. So when I tell you that I'm here only by the grace of God, that's just one account. <laughs> okay. So after, you know, the doctor was telling me this after running all of these tests, I'm sitting there in complete denial. Yes, I am. Yes, I am. Um, because in the back of my mind, I'm always thinking the doctors are just out to get my money. Even though all of the symptoms were there, even though all of the tests was right there before me and they were showing me, this is showing me the picture of, you know, my heart and what it, you know, what it should be. I was still in denial, like whatever, you know, um, the wall I hit was not the fact that I was breaths away from having a heart attack. Um, it was when the doctor asked me if I was upset with anyone by chance. And the way he prepped the question, he was like, Tabitha, I'm going to ask you an unorthodox question. Don't get upset. Okay. But all of your other vital organs are in excellent condition. It's just your heart that's overworked. Are you upset with anyone by chance? And I was thrown for a loop because I really believed that I was doing all of the preventative measures with working out consistently, eating a balanced and healthy diet, engaging in positive activities like going to church and enjoying what I was doing in my work and my career as an actress and health coach. Now with the doctor eluding that the decline of my health was something dealing with stress or more specifically suppressed emotional stress, I immediately became more angry with my dad, which only caused things to worsen in my health. I desperately needed help, but by this time I was working as a health coach, helping high profile clients. Yes. Um, not to toot my own horn, but God has given me a gift of coaching. And I was so good that during that military internship, I was placed to develop programs for a general lieutenant. I was being put with the highest ranking military personnel to develop programs for them. I was really good at what I do. And so I was already working with high profile clients to help them get their life and health back on track. So how could I ever reveal to anyone that I, the health coach, 
needed help with my health. The epiphany happened years later. Um, that year when that happened, that was in 2008. And so it was around the year of 2013. Yep, 2013, when I was training another high-profile client who witnessed me at a very low point of physical pain and extreme fatigue. That high-profile client was none other than Julianne Hartman. She had asked me when she saw me in that condition, of course she was shocked. She, you know, it was like, it was night and day difference from the person that she knew as her trainer and coach. Like she, it was night and day difference. And so she asked me, why don't you apply the same principles that you teach your clients? Oh! Oh, that was like a stab in the heart for me at that time. Oh my gosh. And then she went on to share her story that was similar to my journey um, that I was on. And I realized that I was going about this whole living a healthy lifestyle backwards. My plan was to first slow things down in my overbooked work schedule and make room to do what God had told me to do at eight years old, tell my story in hopes to help other people avoid making the same mistakes I made that was costing me my health. The conflict was when I first started sharing my story, I was doing it through the lens of hurt, pride, and unforgiveness. So it was like reliving all of the pain all over again, every single time I shared my story. It was zapping me of strength and it was not providing a clear path of healing and freedom for those who were in similar and worse situations. Well, in 2016, I made the hard decision of closing my training business, selling all of my things, packing up my car with what I had left and drove across the country from Glendale, California to Florida to see my dad face to face and heal our once broken relationship. There's something about when you deal with past hurts face to face. Um, and if someone who has passed away in your life that you're holding on to, you know, anger, unforgiveness because of some things that they said or did, you can still have that heart to heart where you forgive them. If that person is alive, I was encouraged by Julianne that I needed to go see my dad and I didn't want to, I, I, I did not want to, I did not make that decision to give up everything on my own. No, I had Julianne stepped in as a mentor to me in many ways in this, in this healing journey for me. And I had no desire to see my dad. I really just wanted to forgive him from afar keep the distance 
so that I could stay safe, safe without ever really having to deal with me. You heard me correctly. You heard me correctly. Not deal with my dad, deal with me. Because the moment that I faced the pain that I had been running from, it's only going to reflect back to me all of the lies of which I had been believing and living for years. All of the hurt that I chose to hold on to. All of the pain and suffering that I chose to stuff. Everything that I chose to suppress. I was going to have to deal with me. And I wasn't ready to do that. I wasn't ready to be wrong. <laughs> I mean, come on. But once I got to that crossroad of where I was sick and tired of being sick and tired, I was literally sick and tired of being sick and tired. I said, what do I have to lose? I was like, well, I could lose my life, you know, and my life is not my own. I didn't give myself this life on earth. It was gifted to me. Life is a gift. And I'm going to go more into what changed my perspective um, from, from, from where I was lost in self-centeredness, hurt in bitterness, and trapped with fear that caused me to run, right? I'm going to go more into that in just a, in just a bit. But I have to share this part with you guys. Today, I no longer suffer from anxiety, panic attacks, fainting spells, PTSD, painful menstrual cycles, overdosing on painkillers, addiction to extreme forms of exercise. As you can see, I don't stutter. Hello, I'm free. I am free. The best news, the best news, besides all of that, besides learning how to be able to not be controlled by the pains of my past and my external circumstances and, and, and those lies from my past that was that they had me bound besides all of that family. The best news is that my dad and I now have a healthy and loving relationship that I never thought would ever be possible. The very next year, 2017, I took what I learned and I went on to do a 12 city tour that reached over 7,000 households where I taught them how I learned to stop faking it, heal and own my story through the power of forgiveness, which I put into my compact course that's called the mind style makeover tutorial. Now, since my 12 city tour, I kept being asked to teach how I got back in control of my body. You know, how did I go from addicted to extreme forms of exercise to now being able to train in a balanced and healthy way, um, incorporating rest, incorporating all of the principles, all of the healing principles that are in the word of God. How did I learn to do all of that? And today my body is stronger, stronger than it has ever been 
when before when I was training five to six days a week, I was weak. I was really weak. Uh, I mean, I looked strong on the outside. I looked strong. And if you go to my Instagram page and you scroll through my pictures, you see pictures from years back where I'm completely cut. You can see the muscles in my body, the definition. And I can tell you, you don't know what I was battling on the inside. I was actually quite weak. Okay. Um, where with the, with the fainting spells, I couldn't stand or sit or be still for more than 10 minutes before my body would conk out, just completely go out. And then I would come to, and I just learned to not try to recall what was happening before. I just, I just would make myself, um, zone in on, on whatever's before me in that moment and just literally, I mean, literally I was faking it. I was faking it till I made it. Like, you know, I would be fainting spells are happening when in driving the car, you know, when I had to drive to clients that were more than 20 minutes away, I had to plan out the route, um, exits that I could, that I could exit off at so I could take a nap. And I would have to allow myself at least for a 40 minute trip, I would have to give myself at least 90 minutes to two hours, sometimes two and a half hours to make it because I don't know how long that nap was going to be in between, um, on the ride. You know, that, that was how I was living my life. And I just thought that that's just the way it was going to be. How did I go from all of that to now when I train, I don't train as much as I used to. Yet I am 10 times, if not more stronger than what I once was when I was training five to six times a week. So I've been asked to teach all of that. And I decided, you know, I'm, I'm going to do it. So for the first time ever, I'm going to be taking all of my award-winning training techniques combined with the healing principles I've learned from the Bible and putting them all into one course experience called the 40 day mind style makeover bootcamp. So if you want to learn more about that, you can go to bit.ly backward slash Tabitha Christopher bit.ly backward slash Tabitha Christopher and join my wait list today. All right. So but let's, let's get to, let's, let's, let's get to what was the shift that happened for me? What was the shift that took place where I went from lost in my pain, my past pains, bound by hurt, unforgiveness, rage, and a desire for revenge. It was so crazy in that, um, not too long ago, one of the first directors to give me a starring role in my first short film, um, you know, every, every director that every good director that I've worked with, and I've worked with so many good ones, um, in my work when I was working as an actress, whether it was on stage for theater or whether it's on film, um, they really, if, if, especially if you're playing, um, a lead role or a supporting role, 
they really take time to work with you. The directors really take time to get to work with you and really want to get inside your head and get to know more of, of your backstory, right? And to find different similarities that would help to connect your story, you know, my story as the actress with the character on, on the page to bring that story that's on the page to life. So this director was really wanting to get inside of my head to get to learn more about me and my backstory. And she was one of the only directors that I felt safe with to share with her what I was hiding from everyone else. And maybe it was, maybe it was because she asked the right questions and I ended up telling her, My gosh, my, I was, I was so hurting. Like, and she, she reached out to me. It was a, a few weeks ago. Um, she was hearing me sharing my testimony, my testimony story. And she was completely up floored because she remembered where my mind was when she first met me at 19 years old. I was hurt. I was angry and I was really good actress because on the surface you would never know you would never know what i was plotting below the surface i revealed to her through her questions of wanting to get to know more about me because i didn't talk about my story i didn't talk about anything about myself personally I told her the only reason why I am in the entertainment industry is because I'm supposed to be telling my story, but I'm not going to tell my story. I said, the only way that I'm going to tell it is through the, through the revenge that I've been plotting to get strong enough to kill my dad with my bare hands. And she remembered when I told her that, and she said she was so taken aback because the person that I had portrayed on the outside was very different from what I was thinking in my mind, what I was meditating on day and night in my mind, training my mind to become a killer, to one day take up my dad for all of the, all of the, the abuse physical abuse that happened growing up um, and just a breakdown and hurt of our entire family and the things that we suffered through. Right. And so fast forward to how do you go from that mindset where I'm training myself to become a killer, to take life and then to turn myself in. I was, I wasn't going to take my, I was going to turn myself in. And I was also prepared that in the event, things didn't go the way that I planned and, and he took me out, I was prepared to die. I no longer valued this gift of life that was gifted to me. I didn't see it as a gift. I saw it as, um, a prison sentence. Yeah. It's interesting how the lies that we choose to believe such as if God loved me, why would he allow for so much pain and suffering to happen to me, my mom, my siblings, 
and to any other child that that's in a similar or worse situation. If God truly loved me and any of us, if he was a loving God, why would he allow so much pain and suffering to happen? Those questions where we think that we have a right to question God, that didn't come from out of our true core identity. It's because of a decision that one man, one man made in the beginning. And the, the, the suffering that we experience today, again, is not God's doing. It's by the hands of other humans that are choosing to do X, Y, and Z. <laughs> okay. And so God has given us a free will of choice and that's actually out of love. If God was an insecure God, which means if he was insecure, that he couldn't be love. When you're insecure, when you have low self-esteem, when you're easily frustrated, when you're easily offended, there is no love in you. You have no love, period. That's where I was. I needed a savior. I needed a savior. I needed Jesus. I had no love in me. I didn't love God first. No, I love God because I found out that he loved me first. Okay. I, I would have no understanding of what love is without God. I have my tissue here because I know I want to start crying because when we're born into this fallen world, we are modeling our life based off of the information that is fed to us. Okay. And we have been fooled into believing that our parents are to determine how we are to feel and be and live in this life. We have been fooled into believing that our past experiences are what's supposed to dictate and determine how far, how well we will go in this life. There was a message, a teaching that was sent to me back in 2015 that shifted my perspective in a powerful way and continues to teach me to this day. It was a teaching that I heard from Dan Moeller. My youngest brother sent it to me and he was teaching on the true gospel, the gospel as it is written in the Bible and not the way that I was brought up believing the gospel to be. And first, let me just say what I was taught the gospel was that Jesus was sent because I was a wretched sinner who needed saving and with the gift of salvation, if I receive it, that's my ticket to heaven to escape hell. That's why I accept Jesus. So I don't go to hell. That gospel is a self-serving gospel. It's all about me. It's all about me saving the skin of my butt. It's about me preserving myself. But it says in the word of God that we're to die to self. 
If we're going to follow Jesus, we have to die to ourself. Okay. Right? So the question that I needed answer, a question that I didn't even know that I that I had anywhere in my, in my mind was what was it that died when, when God told Adam, you know, you can eat of all of the trees, all the fruits, all, 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 all of the, the trees that are in the garden, except for the one that's, you know, of knowledge and not the, the knowledge of good and evil. Don't eat that one because when you do, you will surely die. Well, when he ate the fruit, did he die? Something died. Something died. What was it that died? Well, let's, let's read Genesis chapter 1, verse 26, and find out what our true identity was from the beginning. And God said, verse 26, let us make man in our image. After our likeness, isn't that interesting? It didn't say, and God said, let us make man. Like, let us just make man and that's it. No, it went on to say, and God said, let us make man in our image. In after our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over the cattle and over all the earth. And over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. So God created man, verse 27, in his own image. In the image of God created he him, male and female created he them. What is my true identity. What is your true identity? From the beginning, God created us in his image, in his likeness. So when Adam ate the fruit, what died? What died instantly was our identity. Our God identity was replaced by the identity of sin, darkness. And then we started to, well, we became the identity that took over the identity of darkness, the identity of sin. So Jesus had to come to redeem that which was lost. Luke 19, 10, Luke chapter 19, verse 10. He said, so, okay, let's just go there. Let's just go there. Let's just go there. If you have your Bibles with you, you have your, if your Bibles in front of you, just, let's just go there together. Luke chapter 19, verse 10. This is when he was, um, he went to Jericho to see, um, well, he, he went to see Zacchaeus. Like, so, so, so this is his conversation with Zacchaeus, right? And everybody was all upset that Jesus was wanting to go and meet, have break bread with the chief of publicans, the chief of publicans, the one who would go out of, who was going out of his way to cheat, steal, take advantage of the people. Okay. He became rich from stealing from other people. No one liked him. No one liked him. If anyone liked him, there wasn't, there wasn't very many. So they weren't happy that Jesus was wanting to go 
you know, go to, go to Zacchaeus' house. But in verse 10, it says, For the Son of Man is come to seek and to save that which was lost. It doesn't say who was lost. It says that which was lost. What was lost? That? Your identity. My identity. When I heard this teaching, it's a really great teaching um, by Dan Moeller. Um, it calls for like a light, like a switch to just turn on. And I started to see things from a perspective that I had never seen it before. The identity in which I was made in was in the image of God, in the likeness of God. Well, what's, the, I, what, what's God's identity? Well, if we go to, I believe it's, okay, I believe it's 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 7. Let me just turn there really quick. Nope. Nope, it's not there. Um, but the scripture that says, God didn't give us a spirit of fear but of power, love, and a sound mind. We were created in God's image. Power, love, and a sound mind. Peace. Okay? So anything opposite of that didn't come from God. Anything opposite of that didn't come from God. So anger, wrath, malice, jealousy, gossiping, complaining, blasphemy, murder, hate, unforgiveness, bitterness, resentment, rage, revenge, all of that stuff, that didn't come from God. That is not the identity in which I was born into, that I was created in. I was born into sin. I mean, let me, let me correct myself. I was born into sin, into the sinful world, but Jesus came to redeem that which was lost. So without Jesus, I wouldn't know the truth of who I was created to be. Come. So, for the longest time, I was living according to how the world society has taught us to live. Backwards. Do, have, be. What am I talking about? Do, have, be. Do, do, do. Hustle, hustle, hustle. Grind, grind, grind. So you can have all the stuff. Have all of the influence. Have all of the power. Have all of the material stuff. Have the fame. Have the money. Have the things. So that I could be respected. So I could be accepted by my family, by my friends, by society. Living backwards. And living that way produces what? Produces stress. Where? Within the body. And that stress does what? Breaks down the walls of health. Breaks down the immune system. If you break down the immune system, what does that leave susceptible to? Sickness and disease. Living backwards, living, living the way that seems right. Come on, living the way that seems right, but leads to destruction. Living backwards. And I realized the way that, the way that we were created to live is first know who you be. Be, do, have. Know who you be so that you can know what you were created to do, your God-given purpose, 
And then you will have all of these other things that's, that'll be added on to you. Matthew 6, 33. Be, do, have. So first I have to know who I be. It's to know the truth. Know the truth to be set free. So now I'm studying, I'm learning, I'm knowing the truth so that I can not just know it, but so that it will transform me so I can become it as I do, as I do the work that I was purposed to do, that my, my created purpose. So I will have, and, and, and the having of all of these other things is just a byproduct of knowing who I be, living from out of the truth of who God created me to be from the beginning. He came to save that which was lost, my identity. So this truth, this truth that... <laughs> That, that, that I got to hear, it grabbed a hold of my heart in such a powerful way in that when, um, when I was told, um, when I was told that I had to go and see my dad face to face, I had not yet heard this, this teaching and I was resistant. I was against it. I said, no, I'm not doing it. I'm not, I'm not doing it. I'm, I'm, that's too much risk. I can't risk that. It's not, it's not safe to do that. I was thinking for myself. I was trying to preserve myself. I was trying to save my life and not, uh, not, 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 not realizing that me trying to save my life, I was losing it through my health. My health was going straight out the door. My well-being was going straight out the door. I had no peace of mind. I was still angry. I was still hurt. I was still insecure. I was still struggling with low self-esteem and trying to find ways to cope and manage with my anger towards my dad. It wasn't until I had the revelation of truth spoken to me, the knowledge of truth, that my perspective changed. We hope you got some great nuggets of wisdom out of that teaching. Thank you for listening to the Healing Journeys Today podcast. And don't forget, you can find us live on Facebook and YouTube seven days a week. If you would like to donate, please go to www.healingjourneystoday.com. Isaiah 53.5 says, And by His stripes, we are healed. God bless you.